Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 70. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey, share our experiences, the good and the not so good, through the podcast, the blog, and on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. And if you like what you hear in the show, please share an episode and the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are on with grief. Now today we discuss self-care. What is it? What does it promise? And how can we begin to use it to grow in the new year? Let's dive in. Okay, let me bottom line my message for this particular episode right from the start. Self-care is not only good for each of us as humans, physically, mentally, and emotionally, But self-care in the new year is also a good way to reconcile the past year and begin to take positive steps into 2023. Let's be honest, while dealing with the loss of someone special, someone who has been a huge part of our life, influenced us, perhaps have been by our side each and every day, making time in your daily grind or or even harnessing your energy for self-care has simply not been a priority. Some days it's hard enough making it through with your chin up. I get it. The seriousness of your loss is not lost on me. I've been there, I'm still there, and I've experienced more than I've been prepared for and know that I have much to experience going forward. So my suggestion for us all in the next few weeks is that we... We commit to scheduling time for self-care and begin a new way to insert it into our daily life. The goal here is multifaceted, with this being the very core of it all, resetting our mental health. My good friend Angie Robinson, host of the Practically Perfect Leader, shared with me just days ago three questions you need to ask yourself when dealing with any problem, challenge, or issue that shows up in your life. It goes on to say, you really only have to answer the first one. And that is the one that I'd like to share with you today. Are you ready to see things differently? I'd like to adjust that just a tad to tie into this whole idea of self-care. Are you willing to live differently? More specifically, move forward with purpose. If there's one thing I am sure of regarding the loss of my wife, it's this. She would not want me or our children to sit idle, focusing only on our life without her and feeling hopeless in moving forward. To move forward with purpose, seeing your life differently, your problems, your issues, and challenges differently, it requires a new perspective. Self-care requires a very new perspective because it requires you to, to sort of shift your priorities from your grief 
and your struggles to yourself. And for most of us, this is a difficult adjustment to make. If you've experienced a loss like me, and you have children to hold close on this grief journey, then you are most likely focused on them and very little on yourself. However, to show them the support and the love in the proper manner, with the best possible attitude and clarity, you must have a solid foundation for yourself, and thus the need to start with you. Although I'm sure professionals vary with their suggestions regarding self-care, I believe the most important aspect would be making sleep a priority. Adults typically need seven to nine hours of sleep. They say it's best to keep a consistent sleep schedule, try to end your day around the same time, and wake at the same time as well. Consistency and self-care is your friend and mentally provides you a solid foundation. Eliminating disruptions during sleep is also key. Perhaps it's upgrading your blinds or curtains to allow yourself a dark, cool space to rest. However, disruptions can also be in the form of electronics, you know, that phone that we also depend upon for every minute of our day. Now, I've heard so many professionals in recent months strongly suggest you eliminate scream time for about an hour before bed. Perhaps read a book instead of grabbing that phone and checking your social media accounts. And finally, in a similar way, we are to avoid large meals and caffeine right before bedtime. Find a way to begin relaxing and coming down from your day in a quiet manner. Some may choose to use the time immediately before bedtime to reflect on their day. During grief, I may suggest we also choose to use that time to reflect on the things we can be grateful for, which we've experienced throughout that very day. Now let's answer the question you may find rolling around your head right now. Why is self-care important? When we answer that question effectively, we can understand its importance in our lives for immediate change and lifelong benefits. The bottom line is an effective self-care routine has been shown to have a number of important health benefits, some of which are reducing anxiety and depression, reducing stress and improving resilience, improving happiness, reducing burnout, and providing stronger relationships. The website VeryWellMind.com says according to the World Health Organization, self-care can promote health, prevent disease, and help people better cope with illness. They go on to say specific forms of self-care have also been linked to different health and wellness benefits, including a longer life. Now, some steps can be helpful when you are considering and building a self-care plan. For instance, number one, assess your needs. Understanding and even listing different parts of your daily life and major activities that you engage in each day can reveal areas in which you need to focus. Number two, consider your stressors. These parts of your daily life you've assessed now define the areas that cause stress and consider some ways you might address or overcome that stress. 
Number three, devise self-care strategies. This is where you literally think about activities you can do that will help you feel better in each of these areas in your life. Spending time with a friend, for instance, or possibly developing boundaries can be a way to begin to build healthy social connections. Number four, plan for challenges. When you notice you are neglecting a certain aspect of your life, create a plan for change. Perhaps dive into something you otherwise would put off. Or make a physical change in your surroundings, your home perhaps. Something that begins to make you feel a physical change in your life on a positive note that happens to be just a bit less threatening. Number five, take small steps. You don't need to tackle everything all at once. Identify one small step you can take to begin caring for yourself better. Do that one thing and do it well. Success fosters success, even in self-care. Number six, schedule time to focus on your needs. Now, this one is important and most likely the most difficult. Even when you feel like you don't have time to squeeze in one more thing, make self-care the priority. When you do that, take care of all aspects of yourself you will find that you are able to operate and exist more effectively and efficiently. Additional self-care aspects, which are more specific to grief, are also important to understand because, let's admit it, in grief we sometimes are not in a good place and we become hard on ourselves, which creates slightly different aspects of what our self-care may look like. Although all six of the steps previously mentioned are good for all walks of life, there are two aspects that are a bit more specific to those who are on their journey with grief and are very important to understand on your journey with self-care. The first being, allow yourself grace. Simply put, be nice to yourself. Be a better human to yourself. Allow yourself a bit more flexibility than usual because your life has been turned upside down and we are often attempting to write our life while we're living it and that in and of itself can be messy. Forgive yourself a bit more and understand that sometimes it's okay to just be ridiculous and unreasonable as long as you bring it back to reality. And then I would suggest understand your life now has a before and an after. It's an odd thing to consider this detail as self-care, but sometimes facing the truth is a large step to fully embracing self-care. Your life before is and always will be different than your life after. And right now, you are in the life after and always will be. Find a way to wrap your mind around that, but never allow the before to fade away. That is your history, and your life before should never be left behind. It defines who you are today, and it shapes who you will be tomorrow. So as we approach the new year, I wish for all of you a fresh look on life, strength and confidence to begin your journey forward, and grace to allow yourself the flexibility to walk confidently into 2023. Understand you are not alone in your journey. Others have gone before you, and I am here to help you in any way I can. 
2023 promises to be a year to approach change with confidence, yet take the steps forward which make the most sense for you. There is no timeline, there is no must-dos, there is only forward, whatever that looks like for you. Whether that is trying something new you've always wanted to do, or simply applying a fresh coat of paint on a room in your house that needs it, or maybe going through boxes long ignored to at least start a process you are aware must move forward. Your forward is your forward. As long as you are indeed moving forward, the pace or the stride doesn't matter. The direction, the change, and the self-care involved in doing so is all that matters. Here's to a truly new year, one that brings us renewed strength, a new direction, and above all else, a brand new you. Thank you again for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am very thankful for you being here each week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels over at Facebook or Instagram. Request to become a guest on the podcast or contribute to the blog with your story. While you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And also, I invite you to connect with me directly. My email is tim at journeytograteful.com. Let me know how I'm doing. And more importantly, if you would like to, give me a call. Leave me a voicemail and share your story or ask me a question. Call 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And if you'd rather not actually leave a voicemail, you can actually text anything you'd like to that number. And lastly, I ask if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show. It goes a long way to help us get in front of people who could really use the show. I would love for the last few days of 2022 to have a few additional listeners that we can reach out to. So please spread the word and let them know that they can find a community that understands what they're going through. If you'd like, simply head over to journeytograteful.com and choose the leave a review button on the homepage or on the podcast page. As you may be aware if you're a returning listener, I close out each episode with a quote or a passage for us to all contemplate and reflect upon. Today I'd like to share with you a Hebrew proverb which has a great message we can carry with us. Say not in grief that they are gone, but give thanks that they were yours. It goes on to say, Loss gives meaning to our existence because it reminds us how precious life is. Encourage someone who is grieving to have a thankful heart for having known the one they lost, even if they've passed too soon. Now, in a way, it is speaking of perspective. Yes, I will always mourn the loss of my wife, Colleen, but I am forever in awe that she was allowed to be in my life. That is where my thankful lies. I will try not to focus only on the loss, 
because there is much more magic and happiness in being thankful we experienced each other for the time that we had, and nothing will or can ever take that away. So thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.